0: I'll get in the <laughs> <laughs> okay. For accommodating the schedule, somebody asked the Hakiri if the schmooz is at dinner the day after the Russian this year. I don't have a good Hagdara with that. I think this is a little more circumstantial. I wanted to speak at a nakuda which comes up in the parsha. I think it's something that could be learned from something in the parsha and it's a it's a very big aside in life. Certainly somebody who's a ventura, somebody who's growing, somebody who's, somebody who's trying to be the best ever Hashem he could be. So at the beginning of Yud Aluf in Parsha's boy, the famous Psalkim Hashem says to Moshe, I'm gonna bring one more Maka. It's after the Maka of Choshe, I'm gonna bring one more Maka to I'm gonna bring Makas Bukhairas. Before Hashem tells Moshe about Makas v'chores, He says to him, Daber na Please speak into the ears of the people. V'yishalu ish me'isra'eyu usa. Let each man and woman ask from their friends, or from their counterparts among the Mitzrayim, K'leiches afukhle'zav. Daber ask him to please ask the Mitzrayim to give them gold and silver, and silver kalim. Sham's asking, Dabrna, so Rashi, the famous Rashi, we all know the Rashi, it's a Gemara Brachas. Ain na el el bakasha. Hashem says, I'm requesting, I'm asking, I'm begging you. And the lashan over here is, <coughs> Rashi explains, why does he have to beg him to ask for money? Hazirim al kach, b'vakasha mimcha, I'm begging you. Hazirim al Kah, caution them, warn them, instruct them to ask the mitzvahim for their gold and silver kalim. Why? Hashem says, So that that Tzadik, Avram Avinu, won't say, Hashem, you told me that they were going to be avadim, v'avadim v'inu But the bris ben Absarim, Hashem told Avram Avinu that we were going to go down to Mitzrayim, and we're going to work, and we're going to be in servitude. And then Hashem said, After that, they're going to leave with a tremendous amount of wealth. So in order that Avram Avinu doesn't come to me with a taina and say Hashem, you kept the first part that they were g- going to go down and they were going to work and they were going to be afflicted, but you didn't keep the second part of Achrei Gadol. In order that Avram Avinu doesn't say that, I'm asking you to please go and tell them to to take the klakesh of a clay Kedei Yamar Tzadik so that that tzadik Avram doesn't say it. So question number one. Why do we call Avram Avinu over here Usoy Tzadik Avram? He was a Tzadik? Well we call him Avram Avinu. That's how we normally refer to him. Why in this Rashi is it important to refer to him as Usoid Tzadik Avram? That's question number one. Question number two, and this is a question that all the Mufarshim struggle with. It's a Gemara, it's a Rashi. Mufarshim wanna understand. If HaKadosh Baruch Hu promises he's going to do something, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs to fulfill his promise. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives a Havtacha, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu keeps his Havtacha. Why is Hashem saying, the reason that they should ask for this gold and silver, the reason I want you to take it, is so that Avram Avinu doesn't have a time that only kept half of my word. The reason, Hashem, that you need to make sure that this happens is because you promised. Forget about Avram Avinu with his time. That's the question. So there's an answer, there are many answers to this kasha. One of the answers <coughs> that we have from the Quran is that really we got two waves of wealth when we left Mitzrayim. One wave of wealth is called Bizas Mitzrayim, that's what we borrowed, all the stuff that we borrowed, that we took from the Mitzrayim at the time of the Yitzya. After Kriyas Yamsuf, we got something called Bizas Hayam, the spoils of the Yamsuf, and that made what we got when we left Mitzrayim pale in comparison. There was way, way, way more wealth that we got by Kriyas Yamsov. So says the Gra. in terms of Hashem's promise, that promise was going to be kept at the time of, of Kriyas Yamsov. But in the meantime, we're still leaving Mitzrayim before we get to the Yamsov. Hashem says, I don't want Avraham Avinu to say to me now, no. So I'll answer him, I'll say, don't worry. There's still going to be a time of business, of, 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 of business Hayam. And that's when they're going to get the main star. Technical answer. We need I want that Avraham Avinu doesn't have a tiny, he doesn't come to me with I have a good answer to his time. That it's not it's not yet the time of Biza Sayan. That's the way that's the way the Gra answers. But Rashi himself doesn't seem to hold that way. It's a mitzvah of Hanaka. Hanukkah is if you own an avidivri, or you, you you've hired an avid ivri when you send him free, you have to give him presents, those of Lunkidushan. You have to send him gifts, you have to give him Hanaka, you have to give him all kinds of nice things when he leaves. Hanukkah has to come in two waves. You give Hanukkah in two stallments. So Rashi says in Parshas Re'eh, why the two stallments? Why don't you just give it to him in one shot? So Rashi says, it's in Perak Tesvav, Pasuk Tesvav. The Pasuk says you should give him gifts, Hanek, Tanek, a double lashing. Give him gifts and more gifts, and remember that you were a slave in Mitzrayim. So Rashi says, Remember you were a slave in Mitzrayim, and remember that I gave you twice gifts when you left. So too, when you have an Evid Ivry, you do the way I did, and that's the way you give the gifts to an Evid when he leaves. You see that the main gift, it's not just the Pshat that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was going to give that Ruchosh Gadol when we left, after we crossed the Yamsuf and what was happening before was something else. Was Melech supposed to be given in two installments? That's the way Rashi learns. So we're back to the question. <coughs> For those who are just coming, just to, to repeat the question one more time. Rashi is saying, <coughs> he's, Rashi's explaining the Pasuk. <speaking in Hebrew> tell, please speak to the people and tell them to go and take the gold and silver kailin from the Mitzrayim. Please, I don't want Avram to have a ta'ina. That I only did <speaking in Hebrew> and that I didn't, I didn't give them the Ruchosh Gadol. Why, you have to keep your Avtacha. So there's an amazing answer, and once you hear this answer, it's Kimat not Shaykh, there isn't any other answer. This answer comes from the mirror Rosh Yeshiva And it explains this beautifully. It all the Diokim. He says, How do you define Ruchosh Gadol? Rechush gadol, a great rechush, great wealth, great possessions. Really, it's, it's a subjective thing, depending on who you're talking to. If you find a person who has nothing, and you give him, I don't know, a bashed-up Chevy, an old Chevy, that he never had a car, was never able to get around, you give it to him, he feels like he won the lottery. If you go to somebody who's a very wealthy person, and they have a lot, and you, so to him it needs to be something much more. Rechush Gadol really depends on the person you're talking to. Says Rabbinachem, Klai Yisrael at that point were Avadim Ma'unim. For 86 years there was hard, hard labor. Their children were thrown into the sea. They had nothing. They were spending the whole day looking for straw. When a person like that is able to escape, when a person like that is able to leave, what's a Rechush Gadol for him? Anything, a corned beef sandwich, anything. What's a Rechush Gadol? So, Hakadosh Baruch Hu, technically speaking, could have given them, could have made do with less. We'll give them what for them is a Rukhush gadol. Says Avram. Says HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But for oisay tzadik Avram, and we'll explain what this means. On Avram Avinu standards, that's not going to work. We need to give them a Rukhush gadol that's objectively, on, a, on an objective standard, is a Rukhush gadol, not just something that, considering their matzav, is considered big. Why? Why Avraham Avinu? So he brings an office to Rabbe many of us know. At the beginning of Parag Zion, HaKadosh Baruch was having a conversation with Eov Iov was known as a tremendous machnis arach. he had tremendous achnas as And Hashem says to Iov, Iov, as wonderful as you are, you're a far cry from Avraham Avinu. Why? Says Hashem to Iov, Avraham Avinu, or, you you're so you're, you're available in your house all the time. Whenever there's somebody who needs a meal, they come, they knock on your door and you welcome them with open arms, they welcome. You ask them what do you normally eat for lunch? If they say I normally have wheat bread, you'll give them wheat bread. If they say I normally have meat, you'll give them meat. You ask them whatever they do, accommodate everybody according to his standards. Avino, on the other hand, it says in Nasan, at a whole different a whole different way. Avraham Avinu went around looking for guests. It wasn't only on that famous day that we know. He was always looking. Is there somebody I could be native to? Somebody comes in, Avraham Avinu sizes him up. He says, you don't seem like the kind of person who eats wheat bread, are you? The person says, no. He says, let me give you some wheat bread. You don't normally eat flesheks during the week. Do you? Let me give you a flesheks. He always gave somebody more than the Hasagas, more than he had. Avraham Avinu is not just looking to respond to a person's circumstance. Avraham Avinu is setting a standard, setting an objective bar, telling a person, you could have that. And the lesson that he was going to learn from that is, you could be that. Don't just live according to the rut that you happen to be living in. The muscle is food. The case that they were discussing is food. It's not only about food. Don't only live your life reacting to the circumstances that you happen to be in. You could have more, you could be more. And he gave people new hasagas, he gave people new concepts in terms of who they could be. Says Hashem, Oisoy tzaddik Avram, this tzaddik Avram, look at Avram, building people up, showing people that they could have more, they could be so much more than just being where they happen to be. You know, you know, there's the word, whatever. Whatever, whatever comes, however it happens, whatever happens. Person rolls with the punches. He lives his whole life just responding to whatever curveball happens to come his way. So I'll be this, I'll be that, tomorrow I'll be somebody else. A have... person needs to have a goal, a person needs to have standards, a person needs to be Kavaya standards and to live with those standards. That's what Abraham Avinu is teaching. What's rachosh gadol? Hashem says, I can't give children of Avram Avinu something that according to the matzah they happen to be we will get away with this kind of rachosh gadol. Avram Avinu would have never done that. That's not the way he treated people. It's not the way he raised the people around him. It's not the way he raised his own mishpacha. And truly, if we stop over here, this is a tremendous, tremendous lesson. This beer of, of, of Rav Nachum in the psukim. For ourselves, every person... I'm busy with this, and I'm busy with that. And there's, there's so many things come up. A lot, a lot of covering yeshiva. Are busy. If I'm busy dating. I'm busy in school. I'm, I'm busy with this. I'm busy with that. There's so many other things that are pulling us around. So considering my matzah, this is not bad. But what do you want to be? What could you be? How could you up your matzah and be stronger? Whether it's Torah, whether it's tefillah, whether it's diktuk b'mitzvahs, whether it's working on my own character, there's so many things to live my life l'chatechila, to live my life with an objective standard of rechosh gadol, and not just something that as an evid, as a Ma'une, in this particular matzah, I could get away with. <clears throat> I want to, based on this, try to ex- explain, to learn, an Arachayim in Parshas Hazinu. The Arachayim, you want to look it up, it's the very beginning of Hazinu, the second pasuk. He quotes a b'risa. This b'risa, to the best of my knowledge, does not appear in Shaz probably a medrush somewhere. He quotes a b'raisa. The b'raisa says, "Amr Rabbi Ishmael. None of us live forever. I think there were like 10 people who did that. But the rest of us at some point are, are going to pass on. After a person passes on, there's going to be a Yom HaDin. And at that Yom HaDin, what are we going to be asked? Says Rabbi Ishmael, the great Tanner Rabbi Yishma, Amr Rabbi Yishma, <coughs> When they're going to stand a person up, for that din in front of Hashem. So they're going to say to a person, so what did you learn? This is talking about learning. If he has in his grasp, Mikra, Mikra is Chomesh, Navi, person has Torah of in his grasp. So they're going to say to him, they're going to ask him, why don't you learn Mishnah? And if he has Mishnah in his grasp, they're going to say, what happened to Gemara? What does that mean? And so on. That means, this. so I was waiting to see, so then what's the, the punchline? And that's the end of the Bryce, and I couldn't look it up. It's not in the Gemara. Which basically means, if you just read this the way it's written, is that none of us are going to make it. Whatever you're going to say is not good enough. There are people like that. No matter what you do for them, you haven't done enough. If a person has Mikro, want you to Mishnah, you did Mishnah, want you to Gemara, you did Gemara. The Chain Al Za'adarif. Al means that no matter what you've done, so I've learned Kabbalah, why don't you do this? Why don't you? And he's Medayik. Arachim speaks about this a little bit. He says, you see, they don't ask a person who learned Mikra, so why didn't you learn uh, Gemara? So they always ask about the level above it. I'd <coughs> like to just make a small deal. They don't say to a person who has, again, let's just be Medayik. It says over here, a person who has Mikra in his hand. They say to him, why didn't you learn Mishnah? They don't say to him, why don't you have Mishnah in your hand? Because uh, they say, why didn't you learn Mishnah? What it seems to be over here is the following. We're talking about a person who if you have a grasp, you have a grip on something. If somebody who goes through something who learns a Sugya, he learns a Parsha, he learns a sefer, and he has he, he has a grip on it. He has a grasp on it. So a person like that, that's his accomplishment. They don't say to a person, they're not just teasing, why don't you have a grasp on something else? This is what you have a grasp on. All that they're going to ask is, but why didn't you take it one step more? Why didn't you try to be a little bit bigger? You had a grasp on that. You had that. You owned it. So why didn't you try a little more? The of imyesh Beyadai Mikra. They don't say to him, why didn't you have Beyadai Mishnah? Lama loshana. So why don't you also try Mishnahis? You had that already. You had a a, a grasp on that. So try a little more. There was a Jew who passed away a number of years ago. Lived here in Farak away for years. His name was Rabbi Srao Bloom, Big, big Baal Chesed. Big, big Baal Chesed. He passed away in Erebon Kippur. Remember, it was a very big Leviathan. He's the one who founded the Yeshiva Darche Torah. It was years ago. He was involved in many yeshivas and many good things. One of his sons, I remember in the Hesped, said that he would notice when they came around with again, it was a big, big Baltz dock, when they came around with the Pushka in the morning, he would put a quarter in the Pushka. But he noticed his father always put a quarter and a penny. So he's always, his father, you know, was shameless, you know, it could be shame, I buy it. He was, was so proud of him. And he asked him, oh, you know, Dad, you know, what's up with the 26? And he says, Really, I give a quarter. But you could always do a little when I'm giving my tzedakah in the morning, I'm reminding myself, whatever you plan on giving, give it just a little bit more. There's a biography on Revel Yash, a three-volume biography called Hashakdan. Hashakdan is the <clears throat> they bring the One of his grandchildren asked him, Zaidi, did you never like burn out? Like, how did you do it? You never ever had a time that you felt that you, you were hitting the max? He said it happened very often. But after, when I reached that point that I felt I just can't do it anymore, I said to myself, but "You could do one more minute. One, one minute you could do." Then when he finished that, he did another. Then we said after a while the yitzar just packed out and left him alone. <laughs> okay. But the point is not the, the point that I, I took out from this. But, but you could do one more minute. You know, when a person has a, a person's in the middle of Seder, I was thinking to myself, you know, sorry, I, I'm in the mood for a coffee, I'm in the mood for going out for whatever it is. I, I need to make a phone call. Whatever could you do one more minute before you leave? Just try one more minute and then leave. Whatever I have biyaday, whatever I have in my that's what we're we learning here. Live your life more. Live your life Adam, the words, the, the letters of Adam, Alif Dalad Mem are also the letters of Ma'ayd. You know what an Adam is? You could be very whatever you are. I think we've spoken about this once before. Look at who you are and be very that. And when you're that, be very that. And Adam could always push himself a little more. It was a very, very chash of a He used to teach her in this yeshiva. In Shmuel Brazil. The second sefer. One of the haskamas that are sefer. They bring from a son of the or Magid. That if a person is still alive, it means you could still be more. Because if you couldn't be any more, would be over. Then you've done your thing. It could be, I don't remember who gave that has- you, you take The name of the sefer is Bishvil and Yibraelim. One of the Haskamas that brings us from from Arab uh, uh, Moshe, the Son of the Kashmir Tzimach. If you're alive, you could still be more. Whatever you are, whatever type of Adam you are, so be a Ma'id, be that Adam Ma'id. You're a person, you already have something in your grasp, so do, do a little more. Give an extra penny, give an extra minute. You, you, you've mastered Mikra, so st- start working on Mishnah and that's what they'll ask you and if you've done if you have spent you've gone beyond your comfort zone then you've passed the test not that they're going to complain why didn't you do more than that but you're a person who weren't just complacent with what you had there's not set standards to set standards to set goals to have sheifas I want to be I could be this I could be that what could I be person you don't want a person to have a nervous breakdown I could always be more but look at yourself be a little more than that look at the very next level if it's quantity another minute if it's quality, another level. Looking at myself, not just responding and reacting to the circumstances of my life and saying, well, considering that, I'm okay. Be a little more. That's what Avram Avinu, uh, Kedesh Elohim, or Oisai Tzadik Avram, that this Tzadik Avram who gave people always more than they had, more than they were used to, gave them something else to look forward to, something else to, to work towards. We're part of that Zara and the Ruchosh Gadol wasn't only something we got when we left Mitzrayim. The Ruchosh Gadol is something that we have now. Just to end off, giving ourselves a little bit of chizik <clears throat> in this regard. Moshe Hashanah, when he tells B'nai Yisrael, he tells them uh, all about Pesach, all of, everything they're supposed to do, about the shechita of the carbon Pesach, and putting the blood, etc., etc. So the Pasuk says, B'nai Yisrael went and did everything he told them. Perek Yudbeis, Pasuk Chofches, Vayilchu Vayasu B'nei Yisrael. B'nei Yisrael went and they did Ka'asher Tziva Hashem everything that Hashem told Moshe. Asks Rashi, that is not a true statement. It's in the Chumash, but they didn't do it. Because this happened at the beginning of Nisan. Nobody went any place yet. And the Pasuk says vayelchu Vayasu. Rashi quotes in the name of the Mechilta, V'chi Kvar They really did this? This was back on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. They couldn't have done it. It wasn't the time yet. Rashi, It says, Since they accepted upon themselves that they were going to do everything that Moshe told them to do, the Torah considers it as if they already did it. You know the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu sizes people up? Mishnah says, it's not a, we can't always complete everything we set out to do. Neither are we supposed to. But we have to set goals. And we have to have sheifas. And we have to try to make a little bit of an objective standard. And figure out it might take a while to get there. The person needs to know, needs to have a good barometer and get the right khizak and of how to make sure that he, he, he's not leaping too far. But that doesn't mean don't set a goal, because once you set a goal, that's who you are. Vayelchuvayasu, in the eyes of the Torah you did it already. And after a person passes on, if he didn't get a chance to fill all his goals, but he was headed towards there, when he reaches the world of truth, he's given that standard. That's who he is. We need one more raya. I think this is a, a nice raya. This one didn't see in a but I think we see it in this safer. In Parakut Aleph, at the beginning, Hashem tells Moshe that all the Becharim of Mitzrayim are going to die. Who's going to die? From Bechar Paro Hayoshev Kisa, From the Bechar of Paro who's sitting on his throne... All the way down to the lowliest Bukhar. What does hayyoshev mean, Max? Ha- that is sitting, right? From the Bukhar of Paro, who is sitting on his throne? So where did Paro sit? If his Bukhar was sitting on his throne. So the Targum says hayyoshev al Kisa doesn't mean that he was sitting on the throne. Says the Targum Mi Bukhra de Paro da Asev Lemitav al Karsei the Bukhar of Parah was the one who was going to sit on Parah's throne. And yet, how does the Torah describe him? As the one who is sitting on the throne. Because if you have been groomed, and that's where you're destined, and that's where you're headed, to sit on that throne. In the eyes of the Torah, that's where you... you the Targum always just clarifies to us exactly like what the technicalities are. He wasn't on the throne yet. Parah was on the throne. He's going to be on the throne. Says the Torah, he's already on the throne. Because should bench all of us there's really big, big thrones that all of us could be sitting on and should be sitting on. A lot of malchus that's there for the taking. If it's hasagas, like we said before in Torah, in Tefillah, it's the Tkufa of the year. <clears throat> we spoke about the Vad last night, the Vad last week, and the Vad next week in mitzvah. The time of year that we're supposed to become bigger than our urges and our, <laughs> our impulses. Bigger than just living a circumstantial life that I'm following the gravity that pulls me, perhaps to places that, that I don't want to be pulled to. A person lifts himself up, a person to realize you could be the person you really want to be. We should have the to do it. just uh, two quick announcements.